Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Sorry Partner, a weekly podcast about bridge and all things interesting to bridge players, brought to you by bridge partners and friends, Catherine Harris and Jocelyn Starts. On today's program, we talk with Kiran Nada about representing India at bridge tournaments around the world and the interplay between that and her roles as a philanthropist and museum founder, as well as hearing her top tip for developing players. But first, let's kibitz. Hi, Jocelyn. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, yeah. My week's been fine. And I was going to ask how your week's been. But I know how your week's been because you came fifth in a robot tournament. Fifth out of 1,205 people. And I am so impressed. Okay, Catherine, I play a robot tournament every single day. So, you know, like a, a stopped clock is right twice a day, I think I can come in fifth <laughs> once in a blue moon. And it's not its not any kind of indication of anything. But thank you very much. I seem to remember that you recently uh, scored extremely high on one of those uh, tournaments. Not that I'm in any kind of competition about these things, but it is always fun to see how my friends did. Oh, yeah. I love to see how everyone did. I mean, I think we all know on one level it's not a real situation. Let's put it that way. But I'm delighted if I do well. And, you know, apart from being ever so slightly jealous and competitive, I'm delighted if you do well. Yes, absolutely. So, hey, listen, you know, we've asked people to write into us with their bridge stories and there's been a letter in the mailbag if you'd like to hear it. Oh, please. That would be great. Okay. Well, I'll read it to you. So this is a story from George, and he is a bridge director in Melbourne, Australia. Here we go. 
Being a bridge director on BBO is quite boring. (laughs) No insufficient bids, no bids out of turn, no leads out of turn. The system won't let you. So what's left for a poor director to adjudicate? It must be score adjustments, right? Well, I'll let you in on a secret. When your screen says the director adjusted the score to whatever, it's not the director. It's automated by BBO, which as an aside, I will say I did not know. Anyway, for the computer to allocate a score, there must be no possible alternative outcome. But that doesn't mean that players don't try to negotiate a different result. Last night, a call amused me to no end. Someone who shall remain nameless was playing with a robot and wanted their score adjusted. Tell me what happened, I asked, typing busily. The player said, I was about to double five spades, but my partner, the robot, bid six hearts, and we got doubled. The request was to remove the robot's six heart bid so that they could then double the opponent's five spades. (laughs) And this was after the game was already completed. So there's a first time for everything. (laughs) At first I thought it was a joke, but he was quite adamant that I had to stop his partner bidding. The only suggestion I could come up with was that I replace his robot with a better one. He was not happy. Um, I recently had a situation where I called the director because the ops didn't alert their bids properly and he topped me off <laughs> because we got a really good score and I ended up having to apologise for sounding so obnoxious because I was just so fixated on the bidding and so determined to assert my rights. Yeah, no, I mean, I am also very trigger happy to to call the director if I ever feel like something is, is possibly unfair. <laughs> But that reminds me of that time that uh, we were playing an online tournament and they psyched, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remind me what happened. But it was like a year or so ago we were playing and they psyched. And I think we asked if there was any uh, agreement about the bid and they said it had a specific meaning. And then it was clear when the dummy came down that it was a complete and utter psych. So we called the director, and at some point... Was this before or after I called them unethical because some of it's coming back? I think you called the director, and the director came to the table, and you said, I think it could be unethical what they did with this psych bid, and I wanted to preserve my rights. Something like that. And the director made you apologize. For calling them, uh, no, first, actually, the director wanted me to apologize because <laughs> you <laughs> called them unethical. And then they're starting to curse out us. So the director made them apologize. But then the kicker was that you looked up this particular opponent and found out that they had a, a, a criminal past, a criminal record, <laughs> and was a yeah. notorious criminal. And, um, so, yeah, so you sometimes you do encounter some shady characters at the bridge table and you must preserve your rights by calling the director. But it can also lead to maybe being chastised <laughs> by a director who thinks <laughs> that you're, uh, let's say, doth protest too, too much or something. I'm just glad we weren't sitting opposite these people in the actual club. Very happy uh, that we didn't actually have to sit face to face with this person and deal with their um, their shenanigans. <laughs> I, I actually got accused once of shenanigans myself and unethical behavior, and I didn't 
realize, learned the hard way that when you have a singleton, you must play it right away. You can't take any time or you have to sort of say, I'm, I'm, I'm taking time, but it's nothing about the play or something. You have to go out of your way to avoid any impression that you have a decision to make when you have a singleton. And I did not know this. Mm-hmm. So I tried to just sort of play in the normal tempo that I would normally play when I was choosing a card. But when the opponent realized that I had a singleton, they called the director and the director told me that was unethical and I think we were penalized. And it was just, not only did I feel terrible for the the score result, but it was just mortifying to be accused of having done something unethical. And it's, you know, I was super embarrassed. So... Yeah, director calls. There's a lot there. So if you have a story about a director call, maybe you learned a lesson the hard way, or maybe you started a lifelong feud with an opponent who did you wrong, send us the story at sorrypartnerpodcast at gmail.com, and we might well read it out on the show. Coming up next, our interview with Kieran Nada. Kiran Nadar's team is called the Formidables, and rightly so. They've won many laurels, including taking gold at the fifth Commonwealth Nations Bridge Championships. Between playing bridge and overseeing the HCL Bridge Championship Tournament, she keeps herself busy as a trustee of the Shiv Nadar Foundation and as the founder and chairperson of the Kiran Nadar Museum of Art. We talked about how she juggles so many interests. But first, we asked for her best and worst boards of the week. So my best board was a hand that my partner opened a multi-two diamonds, and I had 21 points. My hand was ace-queen-fourth, ace-fourth, ace-doubleton, and ace-queen-jack. Nice hand. Yeah. So I made an inquiry. I bid to no trumps. And he bid a week, a week, two in hearts. So I bid three spades, asking, is there anything else you want to say? (laughs) And he said, no. He said four hearts. And I let it play. And it goes down because you need both the finesses to work. We played in four hearts making five. Uh, everybody else was in six hearts. They so. all got too excited. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> That's very satisfying. <laughs> and um, what about your worst board of the week? So the worst board of the week was a hand I opened one heart. My partner bit two clubs, which is a relay. May have clubs, may not have clubs. I bit two hearts, which shows at least five hearts and four spades. Could be weaker or stronger, not known. He bit two no trumps. I bit three hearts, showing six four. He bit four diamonds, which is a cubit. And I bit blackfoot and found all the key cards were in. And I bit six hearts. And, and my spade suit was eight, ten, nine, eight. My heart suit was ace, king, jack, nine to six. I had singleton club and 
Templeton Diamond Jack. So after a long, long tank, my defender led a club. Dummy came down with king in one spade, singleton queen of hearts, ace, ten to four diamonds, and ace, queen to six clubs. It didn't look bad. I mean, it, it just looked like I needed to get the club suit going. I would have enough tricks. So I, he thought for so long, so I thought he might be leading from the king of clubs. So I put in the queen of clubs, lost to the king, back came a club, he roughed, and uh, I went down. There's no way I could make it anyway, but I felt bad because it was a good slam and had no hope. Yeah. So that was a bad hand. (laughs) (laughs) Two slap hands. That's what I thought I'd give you. Both yeah. times in hearts. And they were both six hearts not making. <laughs> yes. Although, yeah. But in yeah. one we didn't reach, in one we right. paid in four. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's very funny. So that multi-two diamond, I think that bid is not permitted. At is that, is that correct? In certain ACBL tournaments. In the U.S., it's allowed at national level. It's allowed in... Spin gold and, and, and the major U.S. national tournaments. It's allowed. I haven't played in any of those yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, have I? So um, I read that, that your parents taught you to play and, and then you played with your husband. But I wondered, when did you first know that you were good at it? Oh, it was around... Uh, well, I knew I was reasonably good for... for I used to play with my brother and two friends and... I was definitely better than all of them. <laughs> and then <laughs> when my daughter was very young, I had taken a break from working. So I started playing with a group of people who pay, played a lot of a competitive bridge. And they felt I had potential to do better. So they kind of encouraged me. And that's how I got into playing duplicate bridge. Did you have a particular mentor or was it really a group effort? No. At that stage, I was playing with a lady player, Rita Choksi, and I started playing Ladies Bridge. But then my mentor actually was Subhash Gupta for quite a long time. He really helped groom and teach us a lot by then, I was playing with another lady partner, and he, he really groomed us and taught us quite a lot. So, yes, he was my mentor. And um, what would you say your particular strengths are in the game? Well, I think my strengths can be my sometimes my weaknesses because I, I am very optimistic. And so a lot of the time I see things which maybe other people who are looking conservatively might miss. So as a result, I'm able to reach contracts quite well. The other thing is I play very fast. This is definitely not a plus because uh, playing with excess speed should be challenged by yourself. You should slow down the pace of the game. So there I feel I, I am at a disadvantage because my general speed of play is too fast. And I need to slow that down. Is that something that your partner pulls you up on? 
I pull up my partner because he plays too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy those uh, those fast games that they have at the at the tournaments? No, not necessarily the fast games, but I feel the tempo of bridge. Bridge is a difficult game too for spectators in any case. So uh, you have to keep certain pace. I think over slow game is is not very exciting. Do you ever have you played against people who you know are deliberately slowing down the tempo just to as for a psychological strategy? No, not really. Okay. Because really. oh, I feel like I have played against experts who take advantage of at least intermediate players such as us to, I think, throw our concentration. They'll do it on purpose. But I guess the really top level players <laughs> w- wouldn't stoop to such tactics. No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you have a favorite tournament that you like to play? Well, in India, it's the Nationals. And our company sponsors a tournament called the HCR tournament. And both are really great tournaments. And we've had a lot of participation from abroad. And the tournament is probably the highest prize money tournament there is across the world. So both those tournaments are great. And of course, you know, one enjoys playing the the Bermuda Bowl and and the World Championships. They're all great, and the atmosphere's atmosphere's fantastic. And yes, it's all those. So, when you're playing at a high level tournament like that, is the Bridge Federation of India there with you? Do you feel like you get that national support? How does that work in terms of a support framework for your team? You know, we haven't had the real requisite support that there should have been. It has improved over the last three or four years. They have uh, gone to the government and got bridge onto the uh, one of the games 
to be included and therefore they are getting some money. So that money is being uh, filtered to the players. But up to now, it was more or less self-funded by the players, which is really not the way it should be. So let's hope that this improves and uh, we keep getting more funding. So you'd like them to be treated more like athletes and uh, yes, representing yes. The, the nation and getting the kind of support that athletes might get at that elite yes, level? Yes, ab- absolutely. Does this relate to the reason that you started your tournament? Not really. I started it because um, everybody wanted a really good tournament to uh, come to India, a really five-star tournament where international teams would come the players would get a chance to play with international players. And so that is the reason that we started. And has it gone the way you hoped it would push? Yes, it has. I think we've had it for 13 years now. Unfortunately, last two years, uh, because of COVID, mm. we haven't been able to have it. And that's all. Next year, we'll be able to have it live again. But yeah, fingers crossed, hey? Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering if you can recall any funny things that might have happened to you when you were playing bridge or at a bridge club. What's the funniest thing that you might remember? I, I can't think. Well, just are there any things that have particularly annoyed you? If they're even Because <laughs> sometimes people find that funny <laughs> in, in, in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My first world championship. First time I went abroad was to Miami. I was playing the mixed pairs and we were following an American pair. And every time we got up for the next round, we were waiting because they just wouldn't finish. So this went on and on. And then finally, I called the director and I said, you know, it's becoming very hard to follow them because they are so slow and we barely get half our limited time to play. So the director went up to them and he said that this is the complaint and could you please speed up? And the hall was absolutely pin drop silence. And he said, she's lying. (gasps) So anyway, the director said, this is what he says. I said, well, I'm telling you what's been happening. You can check the time, put us on on a timer and you'll see. But the person following us was uh, Bobby Wolf. I don't know if you know Bobby Wolf. And so he went up to the director and he said, I want this to go before the committee because they have no, he had no business to say this to this lady. I am following her and I know that he's very slow and they're waiting every time. And he has to apologize before anything else. So we were taken to the committee and he came and apologized and he said, I'd had a bad round. I said, well, we had also had a bad round. I didn't call you a liar. I think you should be kidding. So, so, so that's an interesting story. Have you run into him on the tour since? No, no. He probably wouldn't remember me even. <laughs> you probably run into Bobby Wolf. <laughs> you had a bonding experience with Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, I know. Bobby, I know. <laughs> Do you notice uh, regional or country differences in the way that people play? Like not just the, the conventions, but sort of almost like a culture of the game? You know, I think 
conventions are pretty standard, laid down, and most people play within sort of a gamut of conventions. There are some people who play uh, different things, and then that is alerted and explained. But in terms of style, do you notice any stylistic differences between the way it's played perhaps in America versus in India? Or I have a very limited experience with this, but I am playing with my Australian partner, Catherine, more and more. And there, it feels like Australia has a, a slightly different maybe approach, at least to the bidding as far as what I picked up. And also when I've played in Europe, it's been, it's felt different as well. Well, I don't, haven't felt this uh, just because I think we come into contact with different players from different countries and teams. And from pair to pair or team to team, there may be differences. But you know, you get used to that quite soon because if you're playing a match with them, it is quite easy to hold into their style of play. And, you know, uh, they declare it. I mean, they tell you that, you know, we're, we're very active or we're... So we do have defense for all that and it's part of our defensive guard. So we are the, we are quite prepared for things that are happening. What about some of the non-bridge preparation that you do for a tournament? For example, um, do you have any superstitions? Do you always pack a particular pair of socks in your luggage, things like that? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not very superstitious. I don't, but I know there are people who wear the same shirt, wear something red on them, on their, uh, clo- their clothing, a lot of players who are very superstitious. I personally have not. I was wondering how you juggle all of your commitments and philanthropy with your busy bridge schedule, how you prioritize. I'm quite multifaceted. I run a museum. I work on Shivnada Foundation on the philanthropy side. Of course, I play bridge. And of course, my interest in art is is there. And I'm very interested in sports, so I have many interests. And I manage to squeeze out time for all of them. I do live on many, many different platforms, but it, it keeps me going and I, I, I like it. Do you mostly play with the same bridge partner? 25 years. Right. So how does that relationship work? Is it like a marriage? No. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of ups and downs as well. I suppose that, that way, yes. But um, it it's been a good relationship, considering we're still working together. Of course, there are times when you have a had pretty bad time, and it's not so good. We haven't thought of changing partners, so to that extent, it's been good. <laughs> What do you think uh, works so well between the two of you? For one thing, I think he's very good. I've learned a lot from him. So to that extent, um, it's something that has kept the partnership together. I don't know how he sees it. <laughs> this is the way I see it. Yeah. So, and he's a very nice person. So yeah, he's a good person to be partners how did you how did you come to play with him? 
Was he on that original team? Well, I started with Ladies Bridge. And then I decided I was going to sponsor a team. I was playing with a lady player and there were four other people on the team. Then she stopped playing or she got, she was not well. So I started playing with him. And uh, then I re- reconsidered the team. We reconvened it sort of, changed it around a bit. And the team is called Formidables. And although it has seen changes in the years, it is still a, the same name. And so, yeah. When you go to France, do they say Formidable? <laughs> yes, they do. Formidable. <laughs> and who, who named them? You know, we had a, we had a player. He was an oldish person and he decided that I think you should name yourself for Formidables. I said, okay. So it's just somebody suggested we took it. It's a great name. It yeah. is. Where is the strangest or most unusual place that you have played bridge? Well, the hardest place I played bridge was in a city called Kanpur. I played the Nationals. At that time, the Nationals used to run for 15 days and we played under a a tent with virtually no air conditioning, just a few fans. And it was stiflingly hot and dusty and awful. So that was really the hardest tournament I've ever played. I can imagine. Yeah. I'd love to know what your favorite convention is, if you have one. Well, uh, I, we play uh, Standard American with some variations. I've played both uh, Precision, a Strong Club, Standard American. But I like Standard American and all the gadgets we use because it has subtlety to it. It gives you greater play to work on your hands. Like Precision binds you with what you have. And also, Southern American is much better to describe minor suit hands, which tend to get lost in precision or in strong club. So one club is strong, and therefore, by the time you reach your club suit, sometimes a lot of time is wasted. In India, is Standard American most commonly played? Both both the systems are, are very popular, but now a lot more people are playing Standard. Well, I thought we'd finish up by asking you, uh, what's the best bridge tip that you've ever been given? Think before you play your first card. Plan before you start playing. Don't keep planning through the hand. Give some premises, plan the hand and then play. And then you can always change your plan of attack. But before you do anything, don't do it in haste. Do it after thinking. Do you think that's why you feel that you might play quickly because you, you've you made an effective plan in your mind before you start, so then you're just ready to go? I am, but I'm just a fast player, and sometimes that isn't the best thing. So I try, I'm trying to slow down. Well, Kieran, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And that's the show. Thanks to Kieran Nada, Rabina Astley, 
Catherine Giraudot, Dan Graboy, and Theo Hassan. Send your bridge stories and comments to sorrypartnerpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, but be nice or we'll call the director and you know what happens then. Until next week, play well. May all your finesses be on side. And remember, think before you play your first card. Thank you, partner. Thank you, partner. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.